man. This is Dropping Jews. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to this new podcast, Dropping Jews. Redefining what we thought was true. So today we wanted to talk about... Just that jewel, that energy, man. Yeah, Einstein energy. ain't gonna know how to act, man. What Nikola Tesla when you need him, <laughs> man. First and foremost, let me thank everybody for tuning in to Dropping Jews Podcast, and we live and direct. I go by the name of Kel, and I got my man Meech in the building, and we got a special guest today. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't get an intro like the rest. Yeah, you go on, but you you just keep going. But uh, no, we have Cecilia here in the building today. Lovely young lady. She she's coming to grace us with her ambiance, her knowledge. She's gonna draw some jewels on y'all today. We blessed to have her in the building and we appreciate you stopping by. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean give let's give her a round of applause. Come on, man. Yes. Fulfilling a lifelong dream. Nah, you know what? I want to give her applause for being the first white person <laughs> on our podcast. I just yeah, gotta put that him. out there. No, that's being real. <laughs> I just like to be transparent. Let's give it up. Let's no, give it so up. So you, no. you the first. How does it feel? How does it feel? Um, I, I really don't know. I guess we'll see in about five minutes. Okay. That okay. sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got an interesting topic today, everyone. It's going to be very interesting today. Um, each and every one is too, but I think... Uh, Cecilia's gonna come with that the boom bop and she's gonna give us some of that that energy that she has over there. Uh ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna talk about classism or aka class discrimination. Um I'm sure you're very philosophical. Um you're gonna drop some theology on us, correct? Or uh or like anti theology, I guess, is yeah, better. Mm. Better. Okay. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I guess before we get started, I think we should give a, a definition of classism. What, what do you guys think? Go ahead. Well, I mean, you <laughs> want to you want to do your like tiers, right? Okay. So what you got your you got your one percent, you got your upper class. Yeah. Okay. There's like a dichotomy within that too, right? So like old money, new money. Yeah. Mm. Come on, speak on it. Okay. I'll, I'll, so then there's what, I guess like upper middle class, but I don't, I want to say like white collar, but I don't want to associate that because I don't, do you guys think lawyers and doctors are middle class? Oh, no. <laughs> That's my answer. Okay. <laughs> Depends on what type of lawyer and doctor you are. Right. Okay. If you're a public defender, then yeah. Yeah. middle class. Yeah. If you're a primary physician on Natural Bridge and King's Highway, <laughs> probably lower class. So it's always ends of the spectrum. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yep. Yeah. 
You ain't like how you like how I bust that out like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You already know I'm gonna fuck a mop. I'm gonna fuck a mop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, well, let that, me but th- this how you have fun with this yeah. shit. We okay. can talk serious. Yeah. We gonna yeah. talk shit. Yeah, we gonna do our thing. But I think Mikhail want to get his definition. Yeah, I'm gonna give you our definition. So <laughs> sure. they say classism is the systematic oppression of subordinate class groups to advantage and strengthen the dominant class groups. It's the systematic assignment of characteristics of worth and ability based on social class, and that's according to classism.org. So first of all, if they have a classism.org. <laughs> yeah, that's. I didn't problem. know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Now I know some. So I'm finna look into classism at dot org after it's, this podcast. Yeah, that man. is actually horrible, I think. What? Why do we have that? What you mean? What we don't have? It's one? like that a big of a thing that we made a website about it? People somebody made a website about it? Well, I, I consider yeah, I think classism is a big thing. I um, mean it's yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you know It's um, upsetting. I guess it's to the eye of the beholder. No. You know, like if you're in the one percent, do you care about classes? Or oh, that's your. I, I mean, that's how you keep your your status. Yeah, right? I, obviously, yeah. the one percent care about classism because they distinguish themselves from the rest of us. So yeah. for them, we need classes. For us, we want everybody to be. Mm-hmm. Together. Why always the poor people want everybody to be together? <laughs> Okay, but have you noticed that people like of higher class always want to say that they're middle class? Like, have you noticed that? Yeah. Everyone always wants to be identified, even like poor people. Like, they're like, oh, middle class. But rich people are like, I'm middle class. Why is that like the thing? I be- don't get that. Because being too rich, you always frowned upon. Yeah. Mm. I and it's in a say, like in our culture, it's a little bit more accepted because we capitalists. So everybody say, pull yourself up out of bootstraps. Mm. I came here as an immigrant by myself. No one helped me. You know, the same mm. story you hear from almost every YouTube yeah. that channel that's got over 100,000 views. Absolutely. They started from the bottom, now they here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just an uh, ideology, man, that like we always talk about those labels. I mean, is, it, is labels really necessary? Um, I mean, wh- when you're the upper class and you're you're dictating the rules, I mean, you're dictating what's how what is the ideal to look like, what's the ideal to be, you know. But you can always, you know, people can always strive for upward mobility, but really, are they ever going to let you in mm. to the? No, come on. Mm. And, and what do you mean by that? Like, let you in? Like, I, the word, I was talking about this the other day. The word excellent in and of itself means like that you're better, you're above. You know what I mean? So, what would be the need for them to be, define themselves as high or excellent if there's no one to be excellent over? If we let everyone in, mm. you know, that's, you're no longer higher. You're no longer better than something. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm going to give a microcosm of that to piggyback off our point. Uh, just like in my particular organization I work for, when I get a review, everybody gets proficient. Yeah. 95% of the employees in my group get proficient. Only a small fraction get excellent. Because I was told through the grapevine that uh, my manager said that you have to have something for people to strive for, mm. to your point. There you go. 
to your point. So I just want to piggyback. That was pretty dope. That was, yeah, that was like pretty that. dope. Nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You got one off. You're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so how do you feel about classes? Let me ask you that. Hmm. Well, obviously it's not something that's ideal. Um, but at the same time, I think that we we should identify more with our class, obviously. Um, the people in our class. I think we if we did that mobilize, we'd get a lot more done because we're so divisive within our own classes, like these little white, black, women, men, boomer, millennial. I'm guilty of that one. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I think if you identified more with people in your class and talk to them more and stop trying to be, I don't know, stop trying to strive for this upward, like this thing that doesn't exist and can't be attained, really. I think it's that... The American dream, I think, is not attainable. But sorry. But the problem is, is that we've allowed the government to be a facilitator of systemic division. Because when you go fill out a census, it asks you, yeah, age, mm-hmm. race, mm-hmm. absolutely, area code or zip code, mm-hmm. and all of this is to put you into a little data point. Them, yeah. and, and know your behavior patterns. Yeah, they say, yeah, we do the census for the Congress and all that, but also it's other information that they're gathering from us. So a lot of us don't realize that it's happening. We just do it because it's part of our daily routine, but the government fosters this type of division amongst ourselves. So innately, we just go with the motion because... For some reason, in our era, we trust the government so much more than they did in previous histories. I don't understand it. When you go in different history, there was always a mistrust of the government. Mm. But now, in this modern era, era, people love the government. When do you think that changed? Because I wasn't always like that. The Great Depression. Okay. Yeah, I would say the, right. great, the Great Depression, because before the Great Depression... Herbert Hoover, when it started to happen, he was hands off. Right. He was like how American w- had always been up to that point in the economy. The government was a little more limited and constrained. When FDR got into office, it was pressure from the. It was a communist party in this country. It was a socialist party in this country. It was people out here who didn't have. It was actually a coup d'état on the government in the nineteen thirty. I can't remember exact year. But it was former World War II veterans that camped out in Washington, D.C. because they wanted their money Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they didn't receive, right? So you had all these forces, and it created a perfect storm. So the government created jobs because it was a necessity in that period of time. And I believe since that point, we've always been looking for the government to bail us out. Which they should. Did you say should or shouldn't? They shouldn't. Okay. okay. They shouldn't bail us out. So when I be looking at them with a presidential debate, I'm like, why y'all? Why are we? The president is just the president. Why are we worried? If we're in a capitalist state, capitalist, yes, he should be promoting business, which is going to hire us. But why are we expecting the president to do all of these things? Because that's not how this country was 
in my opinion, design. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't designed it wasn't for that. This way, yeah. But that's somewhat socialist, though. It <laughs> 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 is. That's socialist, like a. That is socialism at the essence. When you can sit up here and say you're a capitalist, but you want Donald Trump to make sure you got your manufacturing jobs. I thought you was a capitalist, though. Okay, well then you can say that anybody who goes to or uses a public school is socialist. It is. It yeah, is socialism. So, I mean, everyone but, is. But, to but, some extent. But, 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 but how we play on to it in the media, though, Yeah. Oh yeah. is that Bernie Sanders. He is a socialist. He's a socialist, right? Yeah. Mm. However, yes. we still have aspects <clears throat> in our communities, in our municipalities, in our parks that's elements of socialism. I think the problem is people don't know what socialism is. They think it's communism. So that is the problem. Yeah, they that's... do confuse it too. I say I hey, I want everybody to know I said her favorite word first and foremost, socialism. Like socialism. <laughs> and I yeah, threw that out there. Come back and do do but, one on that one too. Well, man. and you know what? I do want your opinion with Karl Marx. What? I knew you were gonna bring him into. Yeah, this. because I gotta bring him in. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring one of my Carls into this. Yeah, because Marx, he had his belief about where we at and where we headed. He was a visionary in his own right. I read his book and I was like, man, that man. I read the Communist Manifesto. I did read it. It was an easy read. It is actually it's an like, easy read. It's like not that many pages. Yeah, yeah like, that's why I got through that deal. <laughs> <laughs> people you know, think it's no. People think it's like so big. I'm like, go to the library. Well, I don't know if they have it at the library. Get it off the internet. Read it. <laughs> so, what's your opinions of Karl Marx and his views on classism in a capitalist society? Okay, so really, I mean, I think that really all Karl Marx wanted was for workers to own their means of production, correct? Yeah. So why why can't that be a thing? Why Or why don't we have more of like a communal um, top of the hierarchy, I guess? You know what I mean? So communal, what would Not just one like? person. Not just one person at right, the top right, of an organization. Right, right. But what I'm getting at is, okay, communal, I think of a tribe of a yeah, few people, what... but- <clears throat> Who would check those people? Exactly. Because I, I believe, like, I believe, like, right now, we got three branches of government. Yeah. For all those who don't know, judicial, executive, <laughs> and legislative, legislative, right? Facts. And I think we need a branch of the people, of the people, and a few people from all 50 states to check and balance these three branches and do audits on them. Because then it holds accountability. You ha- you take people from different districts that where these senators at, and they hold them accountable. And I think it just adds a- another layer of accountability for an American public. So how would that communal structure look? I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. that. You know, that's something I would entrust to you. You go do it. That's somebody I would elect you to go do. Because I, you know, you'd obviously have to get... This is this is what I'm saying. It's supposed to be like this now, but it's not. Absolutely. You know, so um, you you'd have to convince people in power to stop hating or to start hating their power. You know, because these people these people who are in power they're not using it for the you know for the people right now. I don't think they're using it for their own platform and agenda. So 
I mean, and then they're pushing themselves is what mm-hmm. they, you know, come on now. That's politics one-on-one. Though. Right. So I don't know. I mean, what it looks like, get some decent people up there and I'll let you know. I don't know. I mean, I have this conversation with my wife all the time. I mean, we always talking about the presidency and the senates and the governors and the state reps. I mean, who are they actually working for when you really look at it? Because it's really not for the people. Because the people, because the people, the majority of the people that they, you know, say they they, they in, in in office for, they the ones who struggle more than you know. Because the lobbyists are the ones that has more influence. Mm-hmm. Than the people that voted for him, and that's an issue in itself. It's sad. It's very. And this sad. is the the construct we call. I mean, that we depend upon mm-hmm. to run the country, right? Yeah. I, I don't have a solution. <laughs> I have no solution. What I, do you? What's your solution, sir? First and foremost, classism starts with the government. Okay. <laughs> As I said, that's the number one threat um, to our sovereignty is government and abuse of power. Second. Politicians, politicians are co-opted by special interests. Yeah. Third, the judicial branch have been co-opted by special interests. Anytime you can pass a law and you can say that the corporations have the same benefits as a person, you are co-opted by special interests. I can read between the lines. I don't even have to know who did it, where, how. Somebody getting paid on the back door. So as Americans, how are we going to be able to push back against a system that in some ways is working for us, right? So I have a decent looking home. I got a car that I can drive back and forth to work. I got a little money in the bank account. I go to vacation two, three times a year, and we feel like we are making a dream. However, there's an undercurrent, right, that you may not feel it. Your kids may not feel it, mm-hmm. but your grandkids and your great-great-grandkids might start seeing some of the residual effects that you neglected while you was alive because you was only living in a moment for yourself, worrying about that. <laughs> so I guess what I'm getting at is, is that we fix it by re-educating ourselves. I, I was looking at something from Reverend Barber. If you don't, if y'all don't know who he is, I urge each and every one of you people that listen to this, look him up. He he is uh, continuing the Poor People's Campaign from Dr. Martin Luther King. He had an excellent speech, and I sent it to y'all because it was excellent. And he was talking to the Black Caucus, and pretty much he said, man, the poor people felt neglected, so they not voting. You can change an election by having poor people vote. Mm. Win in the South. He said, if you win the South... I said, he said, all you need is 100 and I think one electoral votes. So all you got to do is win the South. So he's got, he's mobilizing. He's going in the trenches. He's going to the people who feel disenfranchised. And that's where you start. You don't listen to the media because on the media, they they doing favors for the politician. Absolutely. The politician doing favors for them. Anytime, I, I was looking at this. I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, why is it that ABC and CNN... Do the why can't local communities and colleges where they pick neutral people come and ask the real questions, right? Why does the media have to play into it? You know why? Because that politician is paying thousands of dollars for time slot, and the media won't 
ratings for those time slots. That's right. So they work hand in hand, so they can't help but to be co-opted. They don't speak for the American people. And if you're if you're a white Republican in the Appalachian Mountains and listen to Fox <laughs> News, you think they got your best interest. You being duped, you being fooled. For real. I have a okay, question. Go ahead. I have I'm a sorry. question. I got worked up. Raise got... my hand. Go ahead. Okay. So you said re-educate ourselves. So I think that there's this thing. I don't know if it's because of this fucking president or what, but I feel like it's like, I feel like getting an education is like now makes you an elitist or something like that. Absolutely. That's part of the classism. What the fuck is that? I'm sorry. It's part of that classism. I don't get that. Why is that all of a sudden frowned upon to get an education? It's frowned upon. I think it makes you like an elite. Like he's trying to convince people that there's like this, these elites or whatever. It's like this populist bullshit. I don't understand it. I, I don't know if it's because he, you know, never got in with them or what. But. but 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 you do you do we do have to understand the intellectual community has separated and Except, segregated yeah, themselves yeah. from the working people. They look down upon us just as much as the rich person. So I think it's intelligent. The way he plays it, not saying it is right, but it's intelligent because he's playing on something that people already feel. Yeah. I'm proud to be a coal miner's daughter. You remember that? <laughs> Loretta Lynn. Yes. yes. So that's that's working class Americans. Yeah. You know, that's people yeah. that's come from the trenches and they want people to relate to them. That's why these politicians, when they go to these states, they wore button ups, two or three buttons unbuttoned, the sleeves rolled up. I'm a worker. Right. That is what right. they trying to convey. Right. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> so awful. But we live in a society where um Especially with the social construct where, you know, like that plays a part in classism when you're talking about education, because they think that since they're educated, they know more than the person that hasn't probably went to the schools. And and out of that classism comes those microaggressions where you're talking about education, sexist, uh, racism, all that stuff plays a part. And, and, and what's happening is, is that I hate to say it, but the country was built that way. To you know what I'm saying? So when you built that way, it's it's hard and it's been generations that's been influenced by this and, and been a part of it. Yeah. And when you think about it, they all in the politics, they all in the government, they all in, you know, whatever you think about. So now you're trying to break down that layer. But when it's been, you know, so it's generations of that that's coming on. So when you think about all of that stuff. And then trying to come to a point to try to say, okay, well, what can we do to help the American people? And certain people just being self, like you said, they just being selfish. What what do you do? Like, I want to think about me. I'm thinking, like he said, I'm thinking that at this moment right now, this is all about me. That's why it's important that people should talk talk about generational wealth and and understanding that you got to put things in place because you might not see it, but your grandkids can see it. And then their grandkids can see it. That's what made the Rockefeller so, oh, so yeah. successful. That's what made the Vanderbilt so successful. I mean, there were policies put in place for them to be successful as well. But you know what I'm saying? The ideology behind generational wealth is for your family not to uh, uh, feel the the Great Depression or the the withdrawal of not being successful in this country. And I think that's important for us, like he said, with the re-education. Not everything you can find in the book, like in a, in a uh, atmosphere of a school setting. 
sometimes you got to get that outside setting where, you know what I'm saying? Like people look look down on blue collar workers. Oh my God, that makes me so mad. You know what I'm saying? So like how you going to look down on a blue collar worker, but that same blue collar worker helped build your house. Or that same blue collar worker they built the infrastructure of of roads, bridges, but you want to look down upon them. Well, we have to attribute that viewpoint to indoctrination of social Darwinism. Basically, that's been implemented in a lot of people's mindsets. So Darwin says survival of the fittest, right? Mm, you know, one's true. One's better than the other. This person looks big and stronger, and that's to be able to, to overcome the next person. So that has somewhat, you know, matriculated in our social psyche to the point to where if I get this level of education and you live and you do this, then I'm like, okay. So it's no coincidence that Sigmund Freud was around and he died, and not soon after that, Copel corporate capitalism galvanized right the influence on the American public and was able to take that trust that American public was somewhat mistrustful of. School systems were small. They mm-hmm. what the government didn't That's control right. the school right. systems in the 1800s like they do today. Yeah. yeah. America's was mistrustful of big corporations, but soon after, like I said, Freud then all of a sudden, corporate capitalism takes it to the hundred that the Usain Bolt. I use Usain Bolt as an example. They doing that nine point five, brother. <laughs> they taking that deal to this finish line, <laughs> and they they've taken it to the finish line for the last 30, 40, 50, 60 <laughs> years. You just up against something that's so big that what. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, go ahead. Say what you I was going to say, you know, the we were talking about earlier, like the pull yourself up by the bootstraps, yeah. and, you know, do your thing, whatever. They always tell people to do. But then there's these conditions are not conducive to upward mobility. They are mm. not. So uh, education and what, like lacking neighborhoods is not, it's not good. Um you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. How, how can you worry about getting an education when you're worried about like your health? Like if you if something goes wrong or if you're going to die or not and you don't have health care or how can you worry about going to college if you have to contribute to your household income? Like I don't understand. They I don't know. I don't so know let I'm me going ask you. With that. No, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do, get off. Let, let me ask you a question. Do you think there's a white privilege? Yes. Mm. What? Is a white privilege, if it is, from your point of view. Yes. I could walk in to a gas station in my pajamas and somebody would be like, you know, they wouldn't think twice about it. Mm. But a black person could. And they'd be like, you know, why why aren't they dressed? You know what I mean? Like they're like lazy or whatever. I don't know that to be true, like in my own personal life, but I've like heard it. So I've heard people, you know, like, and I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm around white people who are not racist and people who are definitely racist in my own family. So I've heard it. Um, they can, they can say, Oh, I'm, Oh, I'm not racist. Or like, I don't know. I don't know. They just are totally unaware. They can, but they can be totally unaware in the world we live in Mm. and still get by. You know what I mean? No one's, no one's making them be aware. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what's the worst thing in white privilege, in my opinion. 
the worst thing is honestly is not on the black people, in my opinion, because I believe the black people, at least we know what we're against. The white privilege hurts poor and middle class white people because they still believe they are part. <laughs> what did I say at the beginning of this? Is that they are part of the they, leaders? They will sit up here and believe that they are. They they will believe they are part of. Or they believe the founding fathers was for them. Them founding fathers was rich aristocrats, yeah. plutocrats, oligarchs, whatever you want to call them. That's what they were. And you want to say you know old Ben Frank? So any celebrity could. Walk up on a, on a talk show and say talk about who they fucked or what drugs they did, and they'd get a round of applause. They'd be in a, every magazine, but a person of lower class could go on Jerry Springer or Mari, do the same shit, and they get torn apart, called trash, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. and that's I you know I don't know that's well, it's the way are... <laughs> it's, yeah it's the way they, it's displayed though right if it's displayed in good taste then this is okay. But if it's displayed, like you said, with Jerry Springer, where it's just a wrong. If you're man. wealthy and you look good, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's exactly. fucking fine. Exactly. But if you don't have any money and, you know, you're from a poor community, but we're going to exploit you on Pretty Jerry much. Springer. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, Jerry Springer, actually, I think he was the one who, like, talked about that on Larry King one time. Really? Yeah, what I just was talking about. I don't, I was, so did you check out the documentary with Chelsea Hayes? Uh, on Netflix, Chelsea Hayes. It was about uh, white privilege. Chelsea Handler. Oh yeah, Chess. Yeah, yes, I, I did. Hayes. I did. I did. And what did you think of it? Oh my god. <laughs> I I don't know because I love Chelsea. I do, but I just think she missed missed the mark completely. I do. Um, I think she did her thing, and then she got caught. You remember the part where the she goes to that reading, and the the black girl calls her out. And was like, oh, I can't yeah, believe yeah, I even, yeah, yeah, she yeah. just shut down. I mean, she just, but she did say, it's, I did like one thing she said. And then she goes and does the thing with her black boyfriend. Right. And oh, yeah. I, I feel like she's just putting a Band-Aid on it, really. She's not yeah. really getting into it like she should. But she's also got, and I'm not trying to defend it, but she's also got a career to protect, you know, at this point. Um, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm sorry. That's fine. But she did say it's, and you were kind of saying this earlier. It's not. It's not black people's problem. You guys shouldn't have to tell us how to. We need to fucking figure it out. Mm. Okay. It's not your problem. You shouldn't have to teach us this stuff. We need to f- figure it the figure it the fuck out. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, and we need to have the, white people need to have these conversations with each other. And I will be the first one at a family function to start getting you know a little aggressive um but no but it's it's hard because especially the older men in my family don't want to hear it they don't want to hear it they're not racist (laughs) bullshit bullshit man i had a situation i was in a group where we talked about race yeah you know and i used to meet up with them occasionally and one day we was over one of the person's house and this older white lady, she was trying to correct me on something. She was like, oh, I'm like, woman, I know what it is. I'm giving you the short version of it. <laughs> but I can go in on it if you want me to. Right. And now her husband had to stop her because I'm like, no, I know. I already know what I'm doing. But even if she didn't mean no intention, for me... I felt this energy. Like she was, yeah. 
And you said something that's just so prophetic, in my opinion, is, is that white people as a whole, not in singular, white people as a whole have to reevaluate and see that they have been aiding in a lot of the problems in this country. Like, listen, immigration problem, right? I feel like they got you believing that America was great mm. when... I can't never remember a time from what I've understood for history when we established this country where there were some people from different ethnicities in this country. But they want you to believe it was a period of time. When you say make America great, you basically saying founding fathers. That's all who covered this land. It never was a time in our history of that. But they want you to believe that. Mm. And my concern with a lot of white people is that they don't they know it. They just don't want to face that truth. And that right there, in my opinion, is a that that's another reason why a lot of the classism exists. Because the white culture is the dominant culture. And I see when it comes to dogs, they was on Michael Vick ass. When it comes to like PTO school district. They on a legend. They on a local official ass to making sure they school getting funded. All of that shit. I see they come out when it comes to hockey games, baseball games. They drink, but when it comes to making sure every American has equity in the American experience, sometimes a lot, a majority of them stray away from it. Mm. And I would just wish that we come together because when you. Like America's so beautiful. When you sit down and talk to people, people are beautiful regardless of what creed or color. I've come around some great white people. I've come across some great Latino people, Latino and Latina people. I came across some great Indian people. People are generally good when you meet them one on one. It's just it's this mob mentality when they get her on Facebook in these groups, and not everybody. Uh, you know, <laughs> a generally supporter and not generally just respecting what he do. They do it from the subliminal ways. Go ahead. No, white people, they, uh, I know some white, this is horrible. I know some white people who like really wanted to trace their roots back and they found out they were like rela- related to some fucking Confederate general and they posted all this Confederate memorabilia on there. I'm like, I'm never going in that house again. <laughs> Like, I can't do it. Oh, man. Y'all. It's seriously messed up. They're like, I don't. Are you proud of that? Are you proud of that? I I don't know. That's it's messed up. Do you think they take it from a sense of being they were war heroes in their eyes or do they look at it as them being slave owners? I don't know. They'll if I ask them, they'd say, well, it's about, you know, the big, big government not being in your business. Really, it's about states rights. You know, that's always the argument. Well, I mean, I I will say this and I kind of got a general idea and I'm not saying they might not be wrong or right, but I will say that. At, at some point, before all of this shit happened, I don't think it was necessarily a disrespect because you got to understand it was people in that, in that time that I'm talking about that actually lived through the Civil War. So they probably were supporting their brothers and sisters that died behind yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. So it probably wasn't really about what we think it was during that period of time, but somehow, you know how shit just transitions and it became about that. 
So people now know what it represents as it is today, even though it might have been as the pure purest reason before, we now have an understanding and you know what you're associating with when you associate with that because there's a stigma around it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. On that note, man, I think we, we need to take a break, baby. <laughs> All right, but we get back. We're going to get back into it. It's getting juicy, baby. We be back, though. And we back, ladies and gentlemen. We back from that break. We was getting into it, man. We was talking about classism. My man Meech, he was uh feeling that that altar, man. He was uh feeling that that spirit in him. He was he was preaching. We got, <laughs> we got Cecilia over here. She was dropping them Jews, man. You know she she feeling good over here right yeah. now too, man. I mean, about half a no, a little bit more than half a bottle in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, y'all go ahead, man. I'm 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 up here observing right now. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta observe. You know I asked I the in. question first. I feel like I should get to okay, ask. Okay, well, so ask, ask the question. No, I said it. It's not in human nature. And you said, Well, is classism in human nature? So that's my question, everyone, because this is a question over the break. Is classism human nature? What you think, Kev? <sighs> mm, that's a good one. In my opinion, I think classism in some way is human nature. It has existed before times. It, at one point, it was called order, where you had the nobilities, nobles. Um, <laughs> you had the good. servants, just like y'all talking about with the Karl Marxism or the the uh, uh, the Greeks. When you was considered a, a, a philosopher, you could stay in the king's castle or the king's quarters when you were considered a... a person of education um you were treated differently than a person that you would say is a servant or or either at times a slave so i think it is human nature i think the ideology of thinking that you are better than someone does exist in a human and um i you know it's it's just that human nature i mean you, you can look at even on the microcosm of uh of like athletes that play sports and you feel like you're better than somebody, then you're gonna, you know what I'm saying? If you feel yeah, like you're the best in the league, then you're gonna, mm. you're gonna treat it that way. So, facts. So, I mean, I, I do think classism does. I mean, I think I do think it's a human nature. But at what extreme? I think there are certain extremes or certain levels that you can treat classes. Now, if we're talking about using policies and 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 practices to try to hold somebody down, then that's the problem. I mean, you can think about look at look at war. Why did wars happen in the first place? Male ego. And there you go. Ain't male ego a part of classism? Because they thinking they yeah. When you look at the uh, Trojans and the Romans. Yeah, uh, the Trojans of the Greeks. Or the Greeks? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I said yeah, Trojans of the Greeks. Yeah, <laughs> but when you look at them, they thought they was better than each other. Correct. Well, uh, didn't uh, what's his. Prince of Troy stole Helen. Yeah. Isn't that what all sparked it? It was over a chick. Yeah, but I mean, he felt like he deserved that chick, right? He, that, he was married to that chick. <laughs> he was married to that chick. And then Troy came, or uh, Paris came and stole her away, Helen of Troy. Or, and then she became Helen of Troy. And, you know, all the, all the, it all went down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's male stuff. It's not my stuff. <laughs> she said it's male. It's not my stuff. I think it exists in all of us. 
I, mean, I don't know about that. I, I, Nurture, sure. Nature, no. If anybody, if we're going to have anybody read anybody, The Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. He was the Holy Roman Emperor, and he absolutely he went to war with his his men. He was the I think the best leader of all time, personally. Um, but he said to go against your fellow man is against your nature. It's not in cooperation with your nature. It's not. He also said, you know, to embrace death because death is a part of nature. So, meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It'll change your life. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> nature and nurture. That's pretty mm, much what we said. Yeah. And I just feel like to answer my own question that we we don't have the ability to naturally divide each other up. I think internally we have the ability to divide good and bad to keep homostasis, right? But I think that mental, a lot of the mental stuff in our mind is indoctrination. Right. And for us to get to the point of understand what a class is, we have to be taught that. Yes. Uh, we, as an infant... And and I say this, and I'm, I seen this, and I I gotta throw this. Y'all can throw rocks at me about this, but I'm finna just talk straight to whoever. As an infant, you don't know what you want or what you like. And I've heard people say they had a choice of choosing a sexuality. I'm like, okay, so you knew as soon as you came out the womb. You don't know. You have no. You need to be nurtured into life to yeah. even have a concept of what a sexual orientation or sexual preference is. So how you gonna tell me you had a choice? I can't remember when I was six months years old. So how did I know I had a choice? You saying that you knew as soon as you came out that pussy <laughs> that you was gay? You don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kind of, I'm, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go talk your stuff. Okay, so just imagine like, you know, when all these babies are born, you're talking about infants, so I had to go with this. Yeah. So, you know, think of the day babies are born and they're all, you know, that nursery you can look through the window. You right. can't, I don't think you can anymore. Oh, really? We fucked it up. We fucked that up too. <laughs> um, so they're all, you know, laying in their little bassinets or whatever you call them and they already have, those babies already have their social class ascribed to them. Is that not the most fucked up thing you've heard ever? Like, what if we just left them in that room to figure it out for themselves, you know? What if they never had to leave that room? Well, it's something they're going to be bragging about when they get older. <laughs> See, I was in this. Hey, you was... He's taking pictures of himself. I'm trying to talk, and he's fucking... <laughs> The Instagram. <laughs> the gram crazy. Instagram. The gram crazy. Don't get me don't get me started on Instagram, please. <laughs> what is it? I mean, classism. Yeah. Fuck Instagram. <laughs> Fuck Instagram. <laughs> that's I, I think that's what, what's perpetuating a lot of this. Mm. These people who stage their fucking life. Mm. 
And that's literally all people do mm. is scroll through their goddamn feed and see this stuff and think, why can't I be this? But, 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 and that's the point. I was just talking to my mom about this today. I'm like, mom, I'm going to keep it 100 with you since the 1970s. The average real wage earned in this country has not kept up with the astronomical amount of profits that corporations have seen in the last mm-hmm. 35, 40 years. Yeah. So Instagram, right? I'm 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 using this as an example. I said that to say this. Which is owned by Facebook, by the way, if anyone didn't know that. Instagram is piggybacking off the corporate profits, right? So you have these influencers to make it seem like they live in this lifestyle when it's already studies already came out and said most Americans don't even have four hundred dollars in the bank for an emergency. I mean, but you got fifteen thousand followers. Why you always lying? Yeah. <laughs> Why you always lying? Because getting a like is like getting a hit. They did it like a study, and getting a like it's like a rush of dopamine. Obviously, it's like doing a bump of cocaine. It's like the exact same effect. You always want more. Always want more. Always striving for better. And if you don't, if you don't get as many as you did the last time, you're going to have a mental health problem. But that's what capitalism breeds. Why are we acting surprised that capitalism... No, I'm just saying capitalism is going to breed classes. Capitalism is going to breed corporations like Amazon and Facebook that spy on us, that want to know your trends so then they can... Make sure whenever you come on a website, they got exactly what you want, right? Mm. So they because they consolidating you, they bring you down to a T and say they got all these data points on your ass and say, mm-hmm. all right, I know what you want, right? And we we shouldn't be as surprised by our behavior because in a sense, in our own little world, we are on little mini capitalists, right? We are. We are on a little, like, okay, let me say this because I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. Let me do this, right? So it's all a marketplace. And until we start realizing that we can dictate and change the marketplace, we will never have the power. I would love for us to be more racially cohesive because I believe we have... We have the same struggle as white people. I believe we have the Absolutely. same struggle as Latino people. Absolutely. I believe we have the same struggle as Mexican and other immigrants that come over. But when Absolutely. we come in this country, they want to make sure that everybody in their own little niche. Well, that's by design, though. Like you said, it's a it's a divisive scheme that's used to to divide to divide. Mm-hmm. It's not about people coming together, but you know, it's 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 that's what it is. What if on the standardized test you took when you were a kid, instead of filling in the bubble, like, what race are you? What what class are you? You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's what I'm saying. What if people identified with their class first instead of their race or sex, you know? Just like, oh, I'm, I'm a working class guy. Mm. You know, I'm not a white guy. Or I, you are, but like. What if people? What if people said that first? No. What if people just identify with being American? Mm. I don't want to do that. Why not? <laughs> don't. Not Why? yet. Not now. Because I don't want to be looked at as some snob. What if race didn't exist at all? Well, when you go out the country, you looked at as an American, right? A snob, or since I have blonde hair, easy. I, I've been I've been to Europe. Okay. 
So I know so what Europeans think blind her. Oh my god. America. They love are it. Easy. They love it. <laughs> yes. Especially I was, just landed in Europe, nigga. <laughs> I was in Italy. They they chase you. They're very aggressive. All the men. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we <laughs> so my question was, what if race didn't exist? Like, what if we just identified as like with the human, human race? Being. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know if we'd be having this podcast. I don't know if we'd be having this discussion. It's a, it's, it does. It's, it, it, as much as we know it shouldn't, mm-hmm. the dynamics of how things have always been prevents us from just talking regular. Yeah. <laughs> right. what, did, what did I tell you, Nietzsche? Frederick Nietzsche said, there will always be a, an enslaved class and an upper class. That's the essence of culture, is mm. what he argued. Seriously, he said that all art, anything great, that comes from that. No, that's that. I, and I, I don't disagree with Nietzsche. I don't agree, disagree with. I remember he said, I remember uh, Eddie Murphy said, off, uh, You remember that? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Nietzsche. <laughs> Coming to America, you remember that shit? Nietzsche. He said, he said, he said it though. Come to America, he said Nietzsche. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just had a little side. You know, we gotta talk serious, but we gotta have fun. We talking podcast Absolutely, shit, man. Though. Absolutely. But I, I mean, I think it's necessary. I think, I think what he said is a great point. You definitely always gonna have a poor class, but my my thing is is that at least getting an opportunity not to necessarily be poor. And I just think that the mechanism that's in play prevents many of those who are poor from actually having equity in their experience. I say that very carefully. I say equity in their experience, right? Because I believe the experience is going to college. The experience is finding a job that may pay good money. You might not like it and you can go back to do what you want to love, but you have that experience. That's what the... I think America is all about having options. And if something don't work out, you always find other options. And if everybody don't have that option, we can't say that we giving everybody the opportunity in this country. And that's why people should be ashamed of themselves when they say, I pulled, themse- pulled myself up by the bootstraps. Well, you shouldn't know somebody else by by doing that because you didn't do everything by yourself. Somebody helped you get to where you need to get, and you not congratulating that person, mm-hmm. even if it was your mom and father who put you in the right position to get to that. Or point. they had that one night and they made you alive. <laughs> oh God! I'm taking. I'm reducing it down to the very elementary, baby. Uh, that one night. Oh. <laughs> What do you say? How do you address that? How would you address that? What's that? Like, I don't, I don't even want to say no. I was going to say something filthy. No, I had a <laughs> conversation with somebody some years ago, man. It was a white girl. And uh, she was- Was she working class or- <laughs> I don't know. She, I don't know what she want to identify herself as. <laughs> but she was saying that- she came from America because she was from Hungary. She was like, she did this all by herself. Nobody helped her. And I'm like, you was too goddamn arrogant. You need to sit down. Like, somebody did help you regardless. Even if you didn't see it, you have to pay homage to something. And if you don't pay homage and you go through this life like you did it all yourself, then it, why are you alive then? I feel like life... It's all about appreciating those who came before 
you are those who helped you along the way. That's just my opinion. I think the whole fucking ideology of classism in existence in the first place is bullshit. And, you know, um, to even think that you are better than somebody or that you're trying to marginalize a certain group or class of people is bullshit in the first place. I mean, I think it's an egotistical thing. I think a lot of people don't come from a humble place that, uh, well, I ain't gonna say a lot, but I think most, some people don't come from a humble place to understand, like you said, the the um, issues that are occurring in America. And it's easy to say shit about uh, the class that you're in when you don't have to deal with other classes. Like, do you think the rich really have to come to the poor or, you know what I'm saying? Or if government uh, really looks out for it. I mean, because when you think about it, look at America today. The working class gets shits on every day, man, when you think about it. You're looking at the something simple as doing your fucking taxes. <laughs> you fucking can't get no money because you working and you paying your fucking taxes. It's bullshit to me. I got a family too, so I mean, what the fuck? I, bro, I, I have to have no job, or I have to have I be in the one percent in order to see a fucking difference on my taxes. Go. I'm in fucking limbo. Um, it's like a tug of war. Like what the fuck? I gotta I gotta pay three hundred dollars just for somebody <laughs> get me right. Don't go to H and R Block. I had to do the taxes for my fucking guy. Please don't go to H and R Block. I am telling you. Oh, I just think it's crazy that this whole ideology exists, man. It's it's fucking stupid. Um, you know that, that that's what, it, what this. How about we just don't identify with shit? How about that? Okay. How about we just live in a world where we just contribute, be be instrumental in being contributional to the world? Like, how can you be a fucking politician and don't want to help people? Like, I would think you would want to get in politics but- to. To, no, I agree with that's you. That's why they all start. But but I will say this, and this this is something that I always consider because I think of the good and the bad. And it's just like, look at what you do on a daily basis at your job. People who listen, and what do you do on a daily basis at your job? And think about the perks you get with that job. How much more perks would you get or take advantage of if allowed? And would you do it? Hell yeah, probably. So <laughs> you got to think that we on a micro level of it, but as a politician, it's stuff coming left and right to them, and they just like, okay. Well, I don't have a problem with that if they fucking do what they say they're going to do, man. But the perks come from the special interest. And that's, that's when the conflict comes <laughs> in. Do you think people forget where the fuck they came from? Absolutely. Because I don't think they forget. I don't, I don't think like either. I don't, I don't think either. they yeah. forget. Okay, well, why do they sell out then? I think they know what they're gonna do. Yeah. I don't think they. I, I think that they have an intention to begin with. It's that mentality. It's me or you. It's me shit. And that's why we're, I think we're fighting a losing battle with this one percent thing because their kids don't ever have to know any struggle. They don't have to know any of us. They don't have to associate with us. It's some eugenics crap that's going on up there. There is. <laughs> Trump's dad was a eugenicist. <laughs> Charles Davenport. Okay, Charles Davenport was. Uh, was that his name? 
was Darwin's cousin. And he was like, all right, Darwinism is taking too long. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to have the rich people only breed with the rich people because we're going to breed the best qualities. And then we're going to eliminate everybody. And you know who took that and ran with it? Hitler. Mm. Can you explain eugenics though? Because you, you eugenics. Yeah, eugenics. Because we we got some people that need the, the, okay. the, the information. So like, I want to say like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds was when this was popular. Obviously, it got debunked because it's fucking a farce. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this guy Charles Davenport, he was like the big. He was the person who actually originally said build that wall. Mm. I will. T- that's why I think Trump, Trump's dad like passes down to him. But it's br- pretty much creating a master race where you just breed. If people with um, only the best qualities breed with other people with the best qualities, like smart, um, good looking, whatever, by their own definition, um, then we can eliminate. And they sterilized a fuck ton of people. And, you know, in, the, in Germany, they did that, too. Yeah. Um, but they were doing it here as well before they were doing it in Germany because we gave them the idea. And, uh, yeah, so then you, you, we could eliminate all the world's problems. They studied, like, you know, poor communities and they studied, like, genes. for. They believe there was, like, a gene for, like, going and stealing or something. <laughs> I, obviously, there's, like, an alcohol. We, alcoholism can be hereditary and stuff. But obvious, but they were studying, like, the most ridiculous. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Thank That's you, what brother. eugenics is. Yeah, we, we all, <laughs> in a nutshell. So, yeah. Eugenics is Hitler. Hitler. Creating yeah. a master race. Creating a master race. Realizing. When I think of eugenics, that's the first person to come to my mind. All you motherfuckers is driving Mercedes Benz is... I would sur- hey, I would sur- blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm, I, I'm in. Yeah, I, I just want to throw that out there. But I think every time I think of eugenics, I think of Hitler. Mm-hmm. And I know he that- got the idea from us, though. Yeah, he got it from Americans. That's how crazy it is. Ain't that something? Yeah, he got it from Americans. Mm. And he liked Nietzsche too. He did. He liked that idea of there always is going to be a slave class. That's why he wanted to make the Jews his slaves. But in his mind. And a lot of right wingers' minds, they have been a big problem in history. But World War One, they stripped them of everything, and then they said, "Pay us back, bitch." <laughs> That's what they said. Pay us back, Pay us bitch. Back. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I mean, they do it diplomatically. I'm just putting my extra pizzazz yeah, on, like, "Pay I us, know. pay us back, bitch." Do you know in Germany, from the time you're like five to the time you're out of college, you have to take a class on the Holocaust? Every single, like every single year. I didn't know that. We don't have to take shit about Andrew Jackson and slavery. We learn about slavery yeah. for five seconds. Yeah, he killed Andrew Jackson. Was purging. Yeah, do they he talk was purging about slavery Indians. in schools anymore? In Catholic school, they barely do. Yeah. They they want to take that time for God. Mm. Mm, yeah. Message. <laughs> <laughs> Message. <laughs> Message. That's real, but. I feel like that's what's that's truly the problem in this country. And I was just reading an article about how Bill and Melinda Gates have put fifty three billion dollars into 
increasing like sewages and stuff and making sure people live and the education. And they said that they thought that the public side was going to be harder, but it's been easier to do that than to help the education system in this country. Let's just say something about it, right? About this country, right? <laughs> it says a lot. You know? I, I believe. And if your college professor has tenure, he can feed you whatever textbook he wants. Ooh. I'm just going to say that. And he answers to nobody because he has tenure. And a lot of them do. Well, you know, that's part Ooh. of the teacher's union, too. Now. But Listen to what you're re- or look at what you're reading. <laughs> but I feel like classism in this is in the sciences, too. Oh, absolutely. Is in what? In the Science. sciences, too. Oh, here we go. Uh-oh, here let's go. go. Let's no, go. No, we're not doing this. Come Neil, on, let's get Neil it. Neil no, I don't want to do this. Neil DeGrease. <laughs> okay. Neil DeGrease. You know, I seen something today that dude, he was like... Oh, he's he agnostic. That's right. He, he, he said man. something like, I'm trying to understand why 15% of the people here still believe in a God. And I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, bro, you crazy. Like, let people have their beliefs. Okay, but you also, the guy who was the main speaker in that video was a professor at the Catholic University of America. So what does he teach? About God. No, he teaches how to fucking have sex with little boys, probably. Like, it's fucked oh, up. Oh, shit. I ain't no using to go. You okay, took, you yeah. took a right, I went to go Catholic ahead. school. I went to Catholic school all my life, and it I'm not, makes I'm, me listen, sick. Listen, I'm not talking about Catholics. I don't know nothing about <laughs> well, Catholics. Well, that's, I mean, that's the guy from the video you're talking about. But I'm talking about Neil, Neil DeGrasse, DeGrasse right. <laughs> in particular. That was about, from that video, but, that same video. Uh, but what I'm saying is about respecting people and whatever their belief is. And in Fine. The, but and he <laughs> he crossed fine. the line. He was being very classist when he said what he said because I'm an astrophysicist, so I'm gotta tell these Christian priests that y'all have a problem. But as an astro, because my science says this. <laughs> but it's funny as an astrophysicist, that means he's just good in that subject, right? Well, according to Neil deGrasse, he good in a lot of subjects. No, he can't be, bro. Even hit no women. Well, we know that. <laughs> Never mind. Be quiet. <laughs> he know how to. He know all the molecules and all that to get that thing. What? Make that kid a purr. <laughs> yeah, but you astrophysics though. You hear me? Yeah. I'm done. Let me shut up. Now. I ain't trying to expose the dude too much. You hear me? But he's I heard gonna, about that. Gay, yeah. he, I heard that. I heard about that case, doggy. Okay. Oh, what are you talking he, about? He had he had a, a case. Somebody was claiming that he uh, harassed him, a chick. I don't. I ain't never heard. But yeah, and I, I, I read an article. It. Yeah, I know. I read. I read it. Where on Breitbart? <laughs> no, not on Breitbart. <laughs> not on Donald Trump's people's <laughs> shit. You hear me? Now I read an article. But but see, that's what I'm saying. Like. The classism, you got to see where the money coming from with classism. Like, Neil DeGrease, I respect your intelligence. I know you smart. You know more than me. You know more words than me in the vocabulary. But I got to check who paying you. Because based on who paying you, I got to see who your allegiance to. But if your allegiance ain't to you, I got to have a one-on-one conversation and know how you are as a, as a man. If you like, you know what, means I'm getting paid. Fuck them. I can respect that. But I know your ass ain't doing that. Mm. Mm. I know he ain't doing it. He talked like a motherfucker that's just like, you know what? 
I'm getting my check. I'm going to talk this science shit. I'm just going to let everybody know I'm smarter than them. <laughs> and groom his mustache. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. The world is this. Motherfucker, you don't know what the fucking world is. Take your ass out in space and tell me how how long it's gonna take your ass to come back. Go 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 a thousand light years away. I want the motherfucker to come back. He said he can theory theory theory. I mean, he can do a, a theory to <laughs> figure it out and put a little math into it, and then he can figure I, I, out how he can I, I'm do not, that. I'm not trying to discredit him because I know this. Don't be talking. Don't talk shit on Carl Sagan, or I will. Who was that? Yeah, who his is, like mentor, like his the one he piggybacks up. Neil. Neil. Carl I, Sagan is like world me, renowned. Okay. Let me I got look, three Carls. I gotta look him Carl up. Carl Young, man. Carl Sagan, and Carl Marx. I'ma look him up. You yeah. got one over me. Yeah. I'ma look him up, she, but please. Yeah, but ultimately, it's classism in the scientific community too. You know it. I don't know if you can be a scientist going in there with that religious shit. It's not about see, no. science hold is on, about empirical. On. Science about is about ma- like math and empirical evidence. Okay? So give me the evidence. Religion is a leap of faith. Hold on, hold on. I'm not. I, hold on, hold on. Uh oh. Not one point did I say anything about religion. <laughs> Tell me the evidence. No, I'm talking about when I brought up Neil deGrasse ass because I'm like he said something about not believing in God, but I just said respect people other beliefs. Like I'm not gonna go into an NRA um, and sit and say y'all motherfuckers don't need guns. No, I'm gonna say I understand why y'all have guns. I don't necessarily agree with it and move on with my agenda. He came in there. Oh, I'm still trying to figure out why 15 percent don't. That's some arrogant bullshit. Because people of religion are not arrogant at all with their beliefs. They start wars all the time over their shit. Who? People, religious people. What people? I don't. Uh, what? What's the whole holy war about? I mean, it's. Just, I mean, seriously. I mean, people start war over a lot of things. Science. Economics. Science. Economics. Okay. Is that a You're science? Not, no. Religion. Is, hold on. Is, is economics a science? <laughs> you are. Hold on. A- answer my question. People, is economics a science? It's like a money science. Come okay? on. Is this a, That's all I'm saying. It's a science. <laughs> so economics <laughs> is a. Science. Okay. You can't fuck with me. Okay. <laughs> religious people start more wars. Okay. I'm not saying that you're not saying it's right. But I you act that. like religious people aren't ignorant too, and like they, they didn't are. start that shit. I'm not saying they are. I, listen, religious people are ignorant, especially Christians. A lot of Christians mm, are. Fuckers. No, I, I, I agree Damn. with you. I'm not saying that you're not right, but I'm just saying you. Sign. What I'm saying is this: I believe in something greater than me. Okay, but I'm not too religious per se. I'm not yeah. trying to defend Christians or evangelicals. Ugh. But what I'm saying is, people <laughs> like Neil deGrasse, they can go a little bit too far. They can go a little bit too far. They can go a little bit too okay. far. I, and, I, and agree I, with that. I, I just think they they should respect other people's belief. Like even if I have a belief. I'm not going like okay, right I, now I, I can be a Hindu. Yeah. I'm not gonna come and disrespect you because you don't believe in God. We're gonna talk and I'm gonna get your view. And I'm like, okay, I respect it. That's cool. I might throw you some information. You might throw me some information, and we might just look at it like, okay, this is your opinion, this is my opinion. But it's no disrespect. Yeah. And I feel like his arrogance because he classist and his 
capitalist system that tells him that he went to this 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 school and he on this 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 show so he got to show he got to pull out his dick and show how big it is to everybody for real, he that's does. That's just a sign. Do you think that's just a sign of the times, though? Because you know, Carl Jung and Freud, like they used to be besties, and then they separated, uh, yeah, and they uh, still yeah. didn't disrespect. They didn't disrespect each other. I don't think. I mean, I think it's just a sign of the times. This fuck, like this fame, and I mean, our president is a reality TV star. Let's just remember that. <laughs> but I think he was saying, as far as the point of him feeling like they were inferior to him because they believed a certain way and he felt like he had the truth of of yeah. knowing that how do he like he was just like how the fuck do y'all believe there's a god and like what's well, your problem yeah well that goes back to what i was saying earlier about this like these people who are educated being labeled as elitists yeah and, and that's a perfect yeah. example of yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I'm not saying that he might not be right or wrong, but it's all about respecting other people. And that's that's at the core of my point. My core of my point is even if you're a Christian and you don't agree with a Muslim, you still respect the Muslim for his belief. If I'm a, a Confucianist and I come across a Hindu person, I respect them for their belief. And you grow because the human family is a family that has no crease, color, size, shape, form. What? what? Do you think I respect Christians well enough? No, I don't think you like Christians. Based <laughs> off of, okay. uh, you just went the hell off on <laughs> Right. She, you New was about years. to stab me and tell me I was defending them. I ain't defending none of them. You heard me? Okay. Well, I Flat was out. raised a Christian and I just have. Uh, okay. Do you? I will be better at that. I will try to be better. About I'm gonna go holler. A lot at of my, a lot of my I'm really go, good friends are Christian. You know so. who I'm gonna go? I'm gonna go holler at Pope Urban III and tell him to say what's up. Who is that? Who the Pope is now? No, Pope Urban III. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> we can't all talk about. Who is it, Mikel? <laughs> Crusades, the Pope. You're Pope Urban III. You're. I'm off the Chazane. Yeah. I'm getting it, baby. <laughs> And, you, um, and you're like, I'm beating you. He's, oh, yeah, she's over there killing it, man. It's no That's race. A Catholic. This a marathon. <laughs> the words of great Nipsey. <laughs> so what you said, man, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, huh? I feel like you can say things a little bit more tasteful. And who I- are your parents? Your parents like have you, your parents are God to you when you're growing up. They're your first image of God or whatever. It is. That's your opinion, though. Okay, who has more influence on you than your parents? If your parent, like, if you're no, I'm saying I'm not saying they don't have influence because obviously they directly, indirectly right. infuse them. I'm saying they like God. I'm saying that part. That's your opinion. Yeah. Right. Well, they're the well. If okay, so yeah, correct that. That's okay. all I'm saying. So, in a, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all. They were my first image of God. Like they were my okay. first no, example. I respect of God. that. But yeah, I because feel you're like, coming from but, a personal. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm gonna be straight up with you. In a black household, <laughs> I'm gonna be straight. Okay. Your mom gonna make sure that she know you. She ain't the god. That's a god that's taking care of all these bills. <laughs> I don't know how I'm paying it, but God got me. <laughs> so in a black hole, I'm just telling you, in a black household, my mom implemented God in our head with everything. I heard God was jealous. Somebody told me a Christian told me that 
God is a jealous God. Huh? The f- somebody told me that the other day at work. It w- Somebody preaching oh. to you, huh? Who, uh, you what they jealous? What they jealous of? I don't know. Like marriage? Like how would they how? even know what yeah, God yeah. is? It is and what he feeling. I just heard that God was a jealous God. I don't know. That's not a Catholic teaching. I don't think. I don't remember. But. How does the creation know what the creator is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro, I'm baffled. I don't know. Bamboozled. You got to be joking with us right now. Nope. Seriously. No. So what, what do y'all want people to take away from this, man? We've been talking and we've been kind of over the place a little bit. Yeah, but, well, let's, let's bring it in. But I just want people to understand that ultimately class is a byproduct of the system that we in. Mm. And until we realize that we are just as important as the 1% in changing and shifting the paradigm, we will not go any further. And I just hope that people understand that we have to start getting more involved and hold not only the politicians accountable, but our media. I know I, I know a lot of people we say fake news, but we watch it. We watch it. We continually watch it. We continue sucking in. We okay, so a motherfucker say, All right, I don't look at CNN, right? But we on Facebook and the Russians hack Facebook. So you still getting fake news whichever direction you go. And we have to galvanize together and let that be the impetus for our aggression against the establishment. How do I follow that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, stop equating, A, stop equating your wealth and your worth. You are worth so much more than what you own. Seriously. B, do the best you can. (laughs) That's all that fucking matters. And C, we're all going to die. So really, in the end. Damn. Does it matter how much fucking money you had? No, it doesn't. All right, that's it. That was pretty good, man. I don't think I got shit to say, man. I think y'all y'all done nipped it in the bud. But I will say that it, it's an ideology that benefits only certain certain groups. And like you said, we, we have to realize that we all are valued, that we all are a part of something, and that we all can contribute and in, in many ways. It's time for us to... to, to to wake up and quit living this this social culture that we're living in today because it's it puts us in a fucking rat race or mice in a maze. And all it's got us doing is chasing our own tails. You know, when 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 people don't understand, I think people should try too. I think it's easy to deflect or it's easy to not be a part of or it's easy to not to be the solution because it's not bothering you. So I just think it, it needs to be something that needs to be widespread. I think people got to really give a fuck, honestly. I mean, that, and that's that's really what I got to say about that shit, man, you know? Facts. Start mm-hmm. a podcast. Talk to your friends, white people, you especially. God damn it. Damn. Well, she, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you want to tell people how they can find you or are you good? Oh, I don't have social media. God damn, no. Man, no, you cannot I find me. I asked you that. It's okay. 2020. <laughs> I just we, hey, I just deleted social media beginning of December. I've never felt better in my life, and I lost like ten pounds. So, delete social media. Stop. 
That's what's up. Stop equating your wealth with your worth. You're looking at fake people. Mm. I ain't going to say that shit. What is it? It's hurt. (laughs) Right. It's pain, deprivation, sickness, neglect, (laughs) abandonment, (laughs) trouble. Why is she looking like that? Feeling. Man, I'm telling you, man, I'm about to go on a little rampant again. Hey, go ahead, man. I feel it. Shit, we got time, baby. What you got? Uh, We running out of time. (laughs) These people are like so authentic. Let's promote. Can I tell you a story about social media? Go ahead. ahead. There was a girl. She's an Instagram model. That's her profession, I guess. Um, She, when Hurricane Irma hit, she posted this picture. And I know this chick. She posted this picture of her ass. And she's like leaning over, facing the beach. And her ass is hanging out in a thong bikini. And her caption is, just want to throw back to Miami a couple years ago because I'm so heartbroken about the people who are affected by Irma. What is your ass doing <laughs> to help people raise money right, for the victims? Right. You yeah. make me fucking sick. Yeah. And that's why I will never have an Instagram. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> no, you know what made me sit two motherfuckers that got Kobe Brown on the flies at the All-Star Game weekend shit. You yeah, make me sick. Yeah. You sadistic. You ain't nothing but a capitalist. You ain't send nothing to the Mama Foundation. You is a bullshitter. I, man, I slice you a brazen buck thick. I know. Snoop Dogg already apologized. I ain't Snoop Dogg, no. <laughs> I ain't Snoop Dogg. The world is not watching it. Snoop Dogg got advertisers. He got that wig got there. And he's, he's got Martha Stewart. He too. got Martha Stewart. Yeah, you got to remember that. Yeah. yeah that played a little role, boy, huh. Martha Stewart. Well, straight. I'm sorry. Yeah, he went a little too far. Yeah, he did. He went He went farther. He should have said his piece, but he should never call her a B. He was wrong for yeah. that. Yeah, man. You got to respect that. That's somebody's mama. I mean, well, 